And I'm pleased to say, joining me to debate all this this evening is social media influencer Ollie London, a man who is in the process of detransitioning from a trans woman back to a man, and also by veteran LGBTQ activist Peter Tatchell and comedian and radio presenter James Barr, familiar face on this show as well. Also joining us down the line, Bev Jackson, co-founder of LGB Alliance, which promotes the rights of lesbians, bisexuals mm -hmm. and gay men. Bev, thank you ever so much. We're going to start in the studio. I want to come to all of you joining me here. You heard what I just said there. Peter, coming to you first. Am I over-egging it by saying I'm not allowed to talk about this because I'm a straight woman? I think you're entitled to your point of view. Uh, but obviously, please listen to what LGBT plus people are saying. Mm. Um, on this particular issue, it is very clear there are more than a thousand LGBT plus organizations in the UK, mostly LGB, lesbian, gay and bisexual. And almost without exception, they support including trans people within our coalition. And trans people have been here right from the beginning. They were outside the Stonewall Inn protesting in 1969, which saw the birth of the modern lesbian and gay liberation movement. They were also in the London Gay Liberation Front in 1970 and 71, when we began all that half century and more ago. So trans people have always been part of our community, and we think we should all stick together. United we stand, divided we fall. James, coming to you because you're nodding along there. Uh, is, uh, uh, so then is it spurious to even suggest that there are these arguments happening, that there are divisions or strains? Yeah, absolutely. I completely disagree with what you were saying. I don't think there are divisions or strains within our community. I think there's a small faction of people outside of the community who want to create a moral panic about trans people for no reason other than the fact that they are hiding behind that to push forward their right wing agenda. And actually, it disgusts me because you know, we have a lot of rights in this country as LGBTQ plus people. It's outrageous to suggest that we close the door behind us and stop trans people getting through as well. Now, one of my uh, sort of thoughts when I was approaching the show this evening was that we didn't have um, a trans person who is remaining trans coming to be part of this debate. So I've heard from you both on this, but obviously, Ollie, you have are in the process of detransitioning mm. from trans. So I don't know whether the trans community will feel they have I think I just want to interrupt there, and Ollie, you can disagree, but is it not right to say that you're detransitioning from being transracial, not transgender? Did you no, ever come out as transgender. transgender? I was transgender. How long were you transgender for? For a year. Because I'd argue that if you were a transgender woman, you're therefore a woman. And if you're saying you're not transgender now, therefore you were never transgender. No, I struggled with uh, my identity my whole life. And, you know, it's the trans community. They're always saying, oh, you shouldn't question someone if they feel trans, if that's how they identify, you're not allowed to question them. So why, because I detransition, why would you question I'm my not questioning that. I, I'm sorry that you went through that, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that everyone has the same experience as you. Correct. Everybody has a different experience and they're entitled to that. But my issue is the trans activists that have hijacked the LGBT community and are causing real harm to the LGBT community by pushing gender ideology on children, by forcing women out of women's spaces. That is my issue. I don't have an issue of trans people. I have many trans friends. My issue is with the radical gender ideology. So do you think there is case for the argument then that this show is premised around this evening, that there is a bit of strain in the community? There's definitely strain. I mean, look, there are people that say that sexuality and gender identity should not be conflated. and. I think the real issue is the more extreme elements of the trans activists that are pushing this agenda, that are pushing 
for all these things on children, pushing for hormones on kids and puberty blockers. That's the real but issue. But again, and didn't you spend like £75,000 on surgery to look like a member of BTS? What, so should we not be talking about BTS indoctrinating children But then you could say the same about way. someone that's non-binary. You know, you could say, are they not allowed to identify as how they feel? That's all I was no, doing. No, I'm just I was using, suggesting that I was using the same that... logic. I'm using the same logic as woke people. You can identify as anywhere. LGBTQI plus 2S, two-spirit. If somebody can identify as two-spirit, I can choose whatever I want. I was struggling with my identity. I've dealt with those issues, and now I'm trying to help children. The LGBT community should be coming together to help children to find a solution to support trans people as well, people that have struggled their whole life. But in your journey... I support that, but we also need to respect women. Men shouldn't be in women's spaces. Men shouldn't be in women's sports. We need to respect all people. I'm going to come to Bev now because uh, Bev has also been kind enough to join us this evening. You've been listening to that. I hope you heard all of it, Bev. Um, yeah. Been, go ahead. Go this, ahead. This great interest. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to happy to join in this discussion. Uh, I'd like to respond to a few of the things. But first, I think I should clear up that the title is perhaps a little bit um, uh, misleading. I think this is not a question about the LGB dropping the T, but why the T was added to LGB in the first place. And people perhaps think that it's always been there, but in fact, in the UK, it was only added in 2015. And um, that no lesbians were consulted at the time. The consultation was all with trans groups. And I think you would have found that lesbians would have been very unhappy. In fact, many lesbians were unhappy when they discovered that the T was added. LGB is about relationships. It's about love, it's about sex, it's about who you're attracted to. Are you attracted to men? Are you attracted to women? Or are you attracted to both? It's very clear sexual orientation. T and Q and all the other letters that have been added since then are about identity issues. They're completely separate and it's caused a lot of confusion. We've seen uh, um, how much confusion it's caused with uh, Labour politicians trying desperately to avoid saying what a woman is. And that's quite comic. But it's also caused a lot of tragedy, particularly for lesbians. It's no uh, coincidence that LGB Alliance was founded by Kate Harris and me, two lesbians, and our CEO is a lesbian, and also the chair of the board is a lesbian. It's lesbians who have suffered from the addition of the T um, to LGB. And I think your subtitle perhaps should be reading, campaigners argue that the gay community has been hijacked. But anyway, so uh, what has happened with, uh, with lesbians? Let me explain why I'm saying that it's a tragedy for lesbians. What we're seeing at the moment, and you can look, that thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of lesbians are um, having their breasts uh, um, removed. You can see tens of thousands um, fundraising on GoFundMe to have their breasts removed. And um, this is because it's no longer cool to be lesbian. In fact, I spoke to a 19-year-old recently who said that throughout her secondary school, she'd been told she must be a boy. She must be a boy because she fell for girls. This is the kind of homophobia that is being um, taught at schools, taught online and spread online and spread by peers so that lesbians don't feel comfortable about being lesbian anymore. This kind of homophobia is, is a real tragedy. And in fact, the, the fact that it is being propagated it, it, I think it calls for a, a public inquiry. How is it possible? Ten years ago, you would have been thought a bit weird if you'd said that men can, can change into women and women can change into men. And these days, you're called weird if you deny it. The fact is, you can't change sex. 
children shouldn't be taught, taught that they can change sex. Mm. It's like teaching them, yeah, they can fly. Ben. They might jump out of the window and find they can't fly and they can't change that sex. You've brought, used so many you've times, brought up a lot of points there, I'm going to say. And that is the kind of mm -hmm. the, the issue with this conversation as a whole, because we're talking about so many different types of people. I mean, in and of itself, I find it fascinating that, well, that I'm, you... I'm talking about lesbians. You're talking about... The examples that Bev and Ollie give are totally unrepresentative. Yes, they happen, and I condemn them, but they're not representative. Britain's biggest lesbian celebration, Lesbian Visibility Week, which took place in April, was inclusive of trans and non-binary women. It was celebrated yes, by lesbians. Lesbians themselves wanted trans and non-binary people to be part of, of this celebration. I'm not going and to let you get away okay, with this. Bev, Bev, I listened to you without interruption. Can you please well, show courtesy, sure be polite <laughs> and courteous? Um, you know, those lesbian women who are behind Lesbian Visibility Week, they included trans and non-binary people with the support of the wider lesbian community. There is a, are a small number of lesbians who disagree with this trend. I accept that. They're entitled to their point of view, but they're not representative of the wider lesbian community. I want to come to James now. You, were, you wanted to jump in. Uh, Bev, we will come back to you. We will come back to you, Bev, but we're just going to the studio. James, you wanted to jump in. I was like, no, I'm, and I just broadly have a question. Do you find this conversation is going to... Obviously, we're not going to find a solution or resolution, but is it useful to talk about? Uh, no, it's not. I actually find it incredibly boring, and I think the stuff that Bev is stouting is transphobia, and I genuinely believe that it's, it's kind of amusing that you're talking about uh, homophobia because, really, you're just being trans transphobic and those two things don't cancel each other out they are not helpful at all and you're talking about children being indoctrinated it's insanity it's literally not happening there's no proof of that happening um ollie you've what just about converted to the catholic clinic? you just, you just converted to the catholic church you're not concerning yourself with actual evidence what of about what's children having there? double mastectomies at why in are the US? you bringing up conversations like that when you have not had that yourself i mean can ollie not speak to his personal experience. Well, his personal experience uh, is literally uh, wanting to look like an Asian and this pop is, star. This is a great example but we're not talking of, about banning BTS, uh, are we? I'm allowed to speak. This is a great example of woke people. You do, sh you shout people Thank down. Thank you for you calling don't me give a woke person. You know, talking of inclusivity, yes. what about including women in this conversation? What about including women in Women are included that, in this conversation. They're not, because trans got one right here suggesting that she supports Let LGBTQ me speak. plus Let people. me speak. Trans activists are constantly yep. pushing at women. Just yesterday at the Oxford Union, a trans activist glued themselves to the floor because they didn't want a woman to speak about women's rights. Is that fair? Do you think it's fair that women aren't allowed to have a conversation, that their movement is just suddenly hijacked? They can't do sports. They're scared to speak up. Athletes are scared to speak up in case they're deemed transphobic for saying the simple fact that biological men have a competitive advantage. We know that. So let's let women mm. speak. Let's stop going on about what trans yeah, well, activists well, well, talking about. Letting, letting women and, speak. Uh, let's, let's get out to Bev. Go on then, Bev. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to say that, that um, first of all, we tried very hard to, to contact Stonewall when they changed. Uh, uh, and when Stonewall changed, all the other uh, um, organizations that had been uh, gay rights groups uh, around the country all changed to uh, focus on gender identity. And uh, we tried to get them to, to discuss the problems, but they wouldn't. We eventually had to form LGB Alliance, which goes back to the roots of standing up for se uh, sexual orientation. The second we formed LGB Alliance, Peter, and you can listen, please listen to this, we were deluged 
by messages from lesbians all over the world. Thank God you're here. I have felt so isolated. Thank God. When are you setting up in Canada? When are you setting up in Australia? Thank God. Can I, what can I do to help? And the reason that we were able to grow so quickly, we were just two women, two old dykes. Yes, we had no money. We had no external funding. And all these this nonsense about right-wing uh, funding is it's complete nonsense. We were two women who worked our asses off seven days a week, 16 hours a day. And all, for all these lesbians, who contacted us and they joined us and we built a wonderful organization of some of the, the cleverest Let's give Peter a chance to respond, people Bev. in the world. Be Bev, you and I were both in the Gay Liberation Front in the early 1970s. And as you well know, prominent among the Gay Liberation Front activists were trans women like Carla and Rachel. They were prominent in our movement. They were featured in the Gay, uh, the Come Together newspaper. Um, it was part of our wider movement. And just as we challenged premises that refused to serve lesbian, gay and bisexual people. We also had a very famous sit-in at a cafe in Piccadilly Circus which refused to serve trans people. We saw these two different struggles as being different but also having communality. The common experience yes, of prejudice, discrimination read, and hate crime. And we should stay together now. Read, we should stand up for each other and not, not divide. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need to ask Peter... I need to ask Peter if he's read Stuart Feather's book, Blowing the Lid, Bev, which gives Bev, the history. You can ask Peter that on the DMs after the show. Unfortunately, we I are think fresh. Should read it. We are fresh out of time. Look, of we really appreciate you joining the conversation this <laughs> evening, and to our panelists in the studio as well. I've been fascinated by this, especially on the eve of Pride Month, talking about the division, but hopefully a bit more unity. It's been great to have all your insights. Thanks so much Thank for your you. time.